TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! What's going on, kid? Not much. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Glad to hear it. How was your weekend? Not bad. How about yours? You had a wedding to go to? Went to a wedding out of town, yeah. How was it? It was, uh, you know, it was good. Good? It was, it was fine. It was long. Weddings are always nice. Yeah. Yeah. You had a, an orthodox it was too long, ceremony, man. but I don't remember, I mean, I don't remember it being well, it obnoxiously like long. I, the, people kept saying, like, oh, well, you're going to a Catholic wedding. It's going to be long. I've been to a couple Catholic weddings before, but it was like 45 minutes, so I think it's on the short end. But we got there. The wedding is at 1 o'clock. Then they tell you to go straight across the street to the reception, right? So you're there at the reception by, like, 2, 2.15. Okay. But then they don't do dinner or anything until after 6 o'clock. Wow. So what would you do? So you sit there. Then they drink? had, like, Cheez-Its and... Uh, you know, I guess cornhole and you hang. I mean, it was nice, but it just it was a long day. I was just what? trying to think. It's been a while Jesus since I've been cornhole to a wedding. At a wedding. Yeah, Jesus and cornhole. It was on a farm. So it was in the Ozarks. Huh? It, was on, it was on a farm. You yeah, had to in the sit Ozarks. there and wait. Yeah, so you, that's normal. I think a lot of times where the bride and groom don't want to see each other the day of, so they'll take some pictures after the wedding before they get to the reception. Yeah, 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 but not normal. Welcome, not but not this hours. long. It's not like this half long. an hour to an hour. They go take pictures. Right, maybe an hour. Maybe maybe ninety minutes or two. That would be like the max I've heard of. This was, we were there from 2 o'clock, and I think they got there at like 5.30, something like that, and then dinner was at 6 o'clock. What the hell? Yeah, it seemed long, but when I play? talked to people about it, they said, no, that's, that's fairly normal for a Catholic wedding. I did. Well, Landon went with us, and mm. he really wanted to go to a wedding, never been to a wedding before. And I was like, dude, you're going to be bored. I was like, dude, they it starts, starts at 1 o'clock. Well, by the end, I mean, by like 5 or 6 o'clock, he's like, can we go? And I was like, we can't go yet, man. You can't leave Kid Rock singing now, and they're going to do their dance. Like, it's... Kid Rock you, was singing? I'm pretty sure it was Kid Rock. I'm guessing it was that Kid Rock, Sheryl Crow oh, song. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, could, I could tell it was his voice. Yeah. And I knew it was some sort of ballad. I think, I think that was their song. So we got sure. Kid Rock, Cheez-Its, and Cornhole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice. Sounds nice. It was nice. The, uh, Sounds nice. This, the people who give speeches at weddings, though, I always feel so bad for them. I want to walk out of there. Yeah. You know, when, they had like two. There's the maid of honor and the... 
the, the matron, is that right? Something like that? There was two the women that gave speeches, mm. two, two girls. And, I mean, it was a lot of crying. And, it, and you just feel so uncomfortable for them. Like, man, you got to – it's okay to cry, but you got you to gotta compose yourself at some point because we're, we're all starting to get a little uncomfortable here, sweating yeah. a little bit. Like, just, just, just do it, you know? But then the dude came up to the best man, and he did a great job. So, he did? Okay, and, good. You know, it's just uh, – it's one of those things you don't want to – you can't leave early from a wedding. You know, it's someone's wedding. No, you can't course. just go there and eat and leave. So, but at the same time, you're also like, I'm not family – so, you know, this is Brooke's coworker. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly what the rules are, but I kept explaining to Brooke, I was like, you don't have to stay till the very end. The end of weddings, as I recall, it's the family and then the people who are in the wedding, you know, the best friends and all that. Like yeah. at the end of the night, those are the people shutting down a reception. It's not, I don't think a lot of times all your co-workers, co-workers are yeah. there shutting down a reception. I think you're allowed to leave a little before that. How about you? You do anything fun? Nothing important. No sports, no nothing? Oh, you had something get canceled on Saturday. Yeah, right, football of the rain. got canceled because of the rain, but other than that. So you just watched football? I did. It was a good weekend for that, I hear. It was. I didn't get to see much of it. I mean, I got to a see the Taylor Swift talk. That's, I mean, My that's God, the man. biggest Broke story. the internet. Yeah. The biggest story in football the entire weekend. It's the biggest story and in the country It's the right biggest now. story. Like, well, yeah, the, the Today Show, Good Morning America, everything was about Taylor Swift and then getting everyone's take. You've got Mahomes talking about it. You've got Kelsey talking about it. You've got Taylor Swift talking about it. You've got Belichick. Bel- Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick talking Belichick's about it. Belichick's his best catch yet. Yeah. Yeah. Made a lot of good catches right. in his career, but this is the best yet. <laughs> I've heard, ain't it also, Snowcone, I know you'll be... Totally up to speed on all this stuff because this is what you do. But all of this debate about whether or not this relationship is some sort of marketing gimmick. I don't get it. She's got an album coming out and he's... She doesn't need publicity. That's what I keep no. saying. I'm like, she's famous. And she I don't know that. Publicity. If no you're trying sense. to do some sort of publicity thing, Travis Kelsey's probably not the way to go. I wouldn't think. Not that he's not popular, and but he's not... It's weird there's been such I a I don't know story. that Travis Kelsey football fans will be like, man, i got to buy this new Taylor Swift album. No, exactly. Right? Not, the like, there would be other people that you could date for a publicity. I think the only possibility, and it's not a possibility, but the only way it would make sense is if the NFL is paying them. No. To bring, I'm saying it's not right. a possibility, but to like bring in more girls watching That's one the of show. the theories is that they're trying, you know, this will help but with the NFL's younger viewers and people in other countries who've never watched football. They were trying to watch the game yesterday. They wanted yeah, to know the no. rules. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, that's, I think they're just no. hanging out, I think dating, he whatever. sent her a note like he said he did. And she's yeah. next to his mom. Right. Yeah. She's in the, the, the box with his family. I, yeah. I mean... I get it. The, the internet is nothing without conspiracy the theories. The publicity but... stunt thing is so stupid. Okay, let me ask you this, though. If she dated any other person, like if we found out this weekend that she was, maybe there had been rumors that she'd been hanging out with someone, and then this weekend they were spotted together. So it was official, like, oh, she's at this thing with this guy. Right. Would the story have been as big, basically, no matter who it was? And Eliza was saying, like, Kelsey isn't the biggest celebrity. He's no. a celebrity, big enough. He hosted the uh, SNL. Right. Like, but he's like, he's a big celebrity, but yeah. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, not you know, Taylor movie Swift star. Level. Yeah, certainly not Taylor Swift, but few are. But still, would this have been as big a story? Is it such a big story because it seems like an odd pairing? He's this NFL player, and we knew nothing about them. I think it's because until a couple weeks there was ago. a lot of secrecy, and no one was sure. And then yeah. the way she just well, shows up at the game, that's kind I of... I think yeah. more than that, it's the way that he handled it on his podcast. Like, I wanted to yeah. meet her, and then she didn't meet me, and I made a friendship bracelet for her, whatever right. he talked about. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, I'm going to send her a note. Shoot her shoots, right? So I think the way he handled that, right. I think brought 
and no Attention one can confirm it, if they right? were actually hanging out. Like he told that story, and the story's the story a good went. story. It's like good I story. wanted to meet her, yeah. So I wanted to take her out. I don't know. And then even on the podcast, like the balls in your court, Taylor, and right. then for her to show up, I think yeah. it's a good story. That was kind of the thing. The speculation: waiting. Were they in New York together? Right. Were they not? Right. And then when been, he, he was on Pat McAfee's show. McAfee, that his name? Yeah. The punter? Is that the guy? Yeah. Okay, he was on his show, and they asked him about it, and he's very vague, and is like, you know, I saw her play Arrowhead. She needs to come see me play Arrowhead. Yeah. It's just very vague and a lot of speculation. Right. So we're just showing up with the confirmation. Yeah, and there was wild. a lot of the re- reports of... You know, a, a source has said they've been mm-hmm. hanging out, but no one actually had pictures of them really hanging out. No, nope. none of that stuff was really confirmed. And there were a lot of Taylor Swift fans who were denying it, like, "No, this yeah. is ridiculous." But she I would not date him. Like, Why I know it's crazy it? that I'm even interested in it because, but they forced. How could I not be? But I saw a lot of like Taylor Swift fans saying like he's perfect for Some comparing like the it. Matt Healy thing, like. This is a good guy. He's nice. You know, he, look at how he treats his mom. He's on a podcast with his brother. Like, they were just saying it fits more into what they would like her to date than Matt Healy. Yeah. Talking about watching they women get on a video. Right? Like like a, <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever heard Travis Kelsey say that, you know? <laughs> no. They just seem like a weird either. match. Like, he's a sports bro. He's a frat bro. You know? Right. That's it, part it of what like makes it intriguing. Match. You never would have guessed that this is who he's after. Until he said it, right? Like, oh, you're obsessed with Taylor Swift. She seems like she's into artsy guys. You well, know? Right. I don't know about that. Well, she's in, she's been into a lot of celebrities. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah, but like musicians, I guess. Actors, but musicians, artsy guys. I guess no celebrities. They're celebrities sure. in no my other mind. Athletes that I know of. No, no, I get what you're saying, but they're still in my mind. They're celebrities first. Like, is Joe Jonas really that big of an artist? Right. You yeah. Know? When you just say artist, I'm like, are we really talking about artists or are we talking about pop stars? Celebrities, right? Celebrities, yeah. right? Yeah. And not to say that she's seems, not an artist. He just seems kind of sports bro for her. Yeah. Well, all. he is. He's a jock, right? Yeah. He's one of the I best. Think it makes sense. It's just so bizarre to get see people get so. I mean, it, it would be more it. weird if after uh, they did the album together, she started dating the dude for the national. I'd be like, wait, what? That would be bizarre. You know, for I us. you guys did an album together, yeah, but you're crazy. dating each other. Like that would be the thing where I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, I'd be more shocked by that. Yeah, well, that I don't would think. Like, like I just like to sit around my house and drink whiskey out of the bottle and get real depressed with the national. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, that, that seems odd. odd. This doesn't seem odd to me. He's a celebrity. He hosts SNL. He's and they're a good opposites attract kind of couple, yeah. right? She's uh, but he's yeah. a nice guy. She's yeah. nice. They looks like together. they have fun. Yeah, I mean they yeah, were definitely walking, walking out together to the game. I just I did notice, and nobody says this, so I'll just go ahead and get get in trouble. I, I'll bring it up because I haven't heard anybody else say it, and I'll go ahead and take all the heat. She's thirty three. Mm-hmm. And I counted how many celebrities she's dated. So it's just celebrities, not people who weren't celebrities. Yeah, we went through the whole list a couple weeks ago. There was a lot. Mm -hmm. 13. So she's 33. That's one a year since she was 20. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she likes being in a relationship. Yes, she does. She does. does. It is one, one, one. And then. Well, she dated one of them for six years. There was one that lasted a long time. That means the other one's really Right, exactly. So you start putting that map together. That's the case. And that's only celebrities. That's not. Yeah. Like a guy that, you know, that we don't know about, which I'm sure there's a few of those, right, mm-hmm. that nobody ever paid attention to. Mm-hmm. At least one or two. You're just like, wow, you really date a lot. Like, a lot. And the guy that she dated a long time, he's not that big of a celebrity, right? I can't he's even like think of his name. He, they say Joe he's an actor, something. but then, I mean, his biggest thing was that he wrote those songs with her during COVID, right? No, I mean, he's been in movies and stuff. But I'm saying, like, no one, he's not a household name. No, because he always wanted to be really private. He was very private, and I think people say Taylor didn't like that. She wanted to be on public, so that's when she started dating Matt Healy. They right. were on public very quickly. 
because he was a very private And she person. dated that other British actor that was very brief. And I, I, I recognized him as soon as I saw him. When we went through that list, there was a British actor who we were like, oh, I recognize that guy. I just didn't know his name. Mm. But there's a lot of those that we looked at were less than a year. Patrick Stewart. No. no Lucas Till. I, I wouldn't know his name if you said it. I'd know him if I saw what he looked like. Because they had a picture of him. I was like, oh, I've seen that guy in Corey lots of Monty. things. Corey Monteith. Looks like the kind of guy who would be like... John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, John, Connor, I forgot about him. Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris. It's this yeah. guy. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, oh, that's it. It was Tom Hiddleston, right? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. That's him. Yeah, I do know his name. Never right, mind. They were called Hiddleswift. But that was brief, right? I think that was less than a year. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, you're right. She does like being in relationships. And I'd still like to know more about why Joe Jonas is such a bad Tom guy. Tom Hiddleston guy's... Way older than her, right? I don't know how old he's, he is. He's 42. It's rumored she okay. wrote the song Getaway Car about how bad she felt about getting into a new relationship so soon mm. after a breakup with Harris. Mm. So there you go. John Alwyn, Matt Healy, Travis Kelsey. I mean, is she wanting to get married? Is that what she's looking for? She's looking for someone to settle down with her? Is she, is she just a pop star living it up and she's like, I'm going to date celebrities because I can? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no, nothing wrong nothing with it. I was just like, that. man, no. you really like to be in relationships. Right, and that's... Like, there's I, not a lot of downtime there. I don't know <clears> much about her, but she, it seems like she writes a lot of songs. She obviously loves that's the other love. Thing. All right, so if you... Let's say you're Travis Kelsey, right? So if you're Harry Styles or someone, right... Joe Jonas. Right. And she writes a song about you. You can write a song, right? Write a song back. Right. But if you're Travis Kelsey, in the back of your mind, are you thinking, she's going to write a song about me? Like, could you ever, could you ever, and and I'm not saying you can't, maybe they'll be married for 40 years and it'll be great. And I don't, I I think they seem like they're having fun. Doesn't seem like, if it is a distraction, it's a good distraction. Like, I have no complaints. I don't know why I would anyway, but, you know, people are weird about football players getting distracted during the season, although this seems like a totally good thing. Um, But would you ever be able to, like, totally... You almost can't totally let your guard down with someone just because of social media, what they could say about you. We've seen that. If you're Travis Kelsey, like, are you... Leery of what you text her? Of course. Are you leery of what you say to her? Like, because, you know, people are going to find out they're interested, one, right? Or two, is she going to write a song about it, you know, and mention football or something? Like, God Well, damn if it's it. a hit piece and her fans go nuts, I've right. heard her fans are... Oh, right. They're insane. I didn't say it, but she's got a lot of them, <laughs> and they're insane. very passionate, is yeah. what I've heard. So, I think yeah. So I don't have any problem with it. I just think if I was thinking about it, man, if I was Travis Kelsey, I'd be... A little on guard. I'm sure he has to be. Look, people we've dated have been uncomfortable because it could come up on the radio. Right, sure. Imagine Taylor Swift writing, writing a song, a song about, about you. you. I mean, I know it's been an issue in relationships for, I think, all of right. us. Where they're like, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is what I'm signing up for. I, are you going right. to talk about this? Like, well, yeah. We'll right. talk you know, about something all of it. about, I don't know, right? But. Yeah. And with Taylor, it seems like when she writes those songs, it's usually because right. she's upset and they're not, you know. Even if she didn't say the name, everyone immediately says, this is who it is. Here's right. why. Here's all the clues. <laughs> I mean, she'll just use his, his number or whatever. Right. But they'll know who it's about because everyone knows who she's dating at all times. I Something just, about hard on the field and you're done. That's it. You're done, Kels. <laughs> you're done, man. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. I know we talked about Kelsey a little bit, but uh, we didn't actually talk about football. And there's a couple big things that I wanted to ask you about. One. Our guy, you know, I mean, your yeah. guy, but our guy. Our guy, man. I mean, that's probably the second biggest football story. Yeah, the biggest actual football story of the yes. weekend might just be 
college football, yeah. and our, our guy, guy Dan Lanning. Huh? Did you see Snow Cone? Did you see? No. I, mean, what? I know you don't watch college football. I don't really either. I but... saw that. Realize it was sent me about. Um, yeah. yeah. He gave the speech before. People are the mad game. about that. People yeah. are upset about him taking. Oh, what? Well, Nick was upset. There's people upset. Like, why are you taking a shot at Dion? He's never taken a shot at teams specifically. Like I the guess? organizations? Yeah, or something? I don't know. I was like, what didn't are you seem like that about? big of a shot anyway. It was just getting your your team. What well, do we have? Up, it? Getting excited here, Snowcone. Can you? I, I'll try and pull this up here while we stall. But uh, I mean, they won. That's that's. I mean, that's, he that's was, the big news, and he was aggressive, man. Like faking a punt in the first quarter, like you know. But I feel like you know, if you're him. If you're anybody right now, but especially if you're him, because you're the first, you know, I guess TCU was ranked, right? But people are like, they may not be as good. They lost a lot of players, right? You're the first legit end of the season top-ranked team to have to play Colorado. And they're 3-0, and and everybody's talking about how good they are, they're the how Cinderella good story. Shador Sanders is. Right? And I think you got to be like, man, if we lose to that team that won one game last week or last year, I'm in a lot of trouble. Like, these other teams, fine. Like, you can beat Colorado State, right? You can beat Nebraska. You can beat TCU. But we're supposed to be one of the better programs in the country. If we get our asses kicked here, which I got to think, like, no matter how confident you are, you're like, it's okay. It's a fear. It's, it's, it's Deion Sanders. God only knows what kind of game plan he's got schemed up. He's got these kids believing, right? He's on the internet all the time. What if they come in and beat us? I think you've got to figure out some way to get your players angry, and he did it. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. Right? It's going to be played on the grass. Let's go. Maybe you want to play. Right? Maybe you want to play. Doesn't make you want to play? Yeah. It does not seem that bad to me. That's a locker room speech. Now, I know you were saying that he invited the cameras in there. Well, he had to have because he has cameras in there. He must have given him permission. It's not like it's a cell phone video. Right. Right. Gave him permission to play it. Or I don't know if the cameras. He somehow gave him permission to play it for sure. He had to have. Yeah. And uh, people are, like you said, I guess upset a little bit at least because Dion doesn't take shots at at other teams' organizations. But then that did not seem like a, a. a rude speech to me. It's no. what what is a coach supposed to do before a game? You're supposed to get your players worked up, right? right? And I don't think and there's there any a way personal. To do it. Like, hey, these guys are all over the internet. Right. They're you all know flashing Rolexes at the end of the game. Right? Like uh in practice they have their Instagram handles on the back of their jersey instead of their names. And all of that, to be honest with you, I kinda like. Yeah, it's cool. I do. I don't hate Dion, but I'm like, well, for people to get mad at him for bringing it all up. And saying, "This is what you got to deal with. We Let's go get it. Beat Let's yes. go get it." 
And what a huge How win. How would you not? Because it totally, I mean, everyone's already talking about Oregon anyway. But after that win, it seems like now, as soon as we were just talking about the game, we walked back upstairs earlier. Right. And we had Fox Sports on waiting for Nick show to come on. And they're, they're talking about the game and talking right. about Oregon and talking right. about how much better Oregon is than all these other teams. Now and right. Just to get, getting calls after the game. Like, I want right. to come play for you. This has definitely been, he's gotten my me 12, a lazo bump for my sure. My 12-year-old was at his mom's and plays football and texted me after he saw that. And after he saw said, the game? And after he saw it and said, we play for wins. Oh, the speech, yeah. And he's a huge Dion fan, but it was like that speech made people be like, oh, I'll go play for this guy. Let's so, go. And then you come out and beat. Now you make that speech and get, lose. That's also risky. Yeah, yeah, but maybe people kind of forget about it a little mm, bit. You know, man, you make that speech, we play for wins. And it's like, yeah, they play for clicks and wins because they kicked your ass. That, That'd be bad. It would be bad. risky well, we to, to put that, that out there. Because right. he won. Did you talk to him? Uh, I did text him. And? Well, I don't want him, you know. Oh, don't want to get him in trouble. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But he did respond. And, he did respond. And, uh, I mean, this has been quite a year for, for our guy. Yeah, quite right? a year. When do we have him on? How many weeks has it been? Like, what, a month and, a, and a half? half something like yeah. that? If you go if back you're and listen to the podcast. It, you can go listen to the podcast. That's just yeah. labeled Dan Laney. Yep. It's just, I think it just says Dan Laney. He talks about who he is. But, uh, and how do you know the whole story about how we figured out that he used to listen He's to the show? And, yeah. Was a, you know, that's the other thing. You know, he was a waiter at Outback not right. that long ago, man. No, because he's not that old. No, no. I mean, especially, I look at him like, that guy is young. Yeah. He's quite a bit younger than me. He's probably Snow Cone's age, right? He is Snow Cone's well, age. younger than Snow Cone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The Church of Alaska. Yo, yo. What's going on? Well, I mean, this is going to require a little bit of honesty on your part. Okay. Because I don't actually have proof of this. No, I don't like this. that. I know, but I don't have proof, but I have a pretty good cry. feeling. Dude, come on. Cry. You texted me. I could tell from your text. I didn't. I well, purposely I like, why didn't would you not tell me? Because I didn't want to ruin the documentary for you. Right, but you, could have just, you didn't even have to bring it up. I told you that it was about parenting. It was about a lot more than just promotions in yeah. baseball. But with baseball as the backdrop for the story, you would be interested. It was. And it's not just, not only was it baseball, but... It's about, you know, doing promotions for, for a sure. team and promotions in radio or a lot of industries are very oh, similar. similar. And you just you have to think, it man, this an interesting documentary. Th- this guy is so cry. clever. Come on. So if people don't know, there's a new documentary on Netflix. I think it came out last week called The Saint of Second Chances. Right. And it's about Mike Veck, who his dad, I guess him Bill and his Beck. dad owned the White Sox. His dad owned the White yes, Sox. His dad owned them. And Mike was in charge of like promotions for the team. And if you don't know all the stuff that you see at baseball games today that's really common, the fireworks after a home run and, and people um, racing the hot dog down right. that thing, all those promotional things, he came up with. I mean, yes. like, I think literally all of them. I mean, in the documentary, they make the case that he really did come up with all of it. But if you look at all the things that are done in ball games, it's not just baseball, but in lots of different sporting events, you can trace it all back, all back I to think, the Vex. to the Vex. And, because you know, the Vex were like... I mean, and they say they call them the it, and I'd always known it. Non-super wealthy owners, right. or and hustlers. Yeah, so they were like, you know, how do we get people in the seats? Because we got to make money. We got to make team. money, mm-hmm. and so they were always trying to come up with different ways. And you know, the dad says we, you know, we always sell it as winning and losing, but we never sell it as going out and having a good time. It's very similar to that ragged bastards of baseball yes, type of exactly. thing, right? Yes. Like they they would do promotions to get people in, and of course, it's about baseball, but you you can go out here and have a ton of fun. And I could see baseball fans, like purists, seeing someone like that and going, oh, well, they're messing up the game, but I think their love for the game was so obvious that I didn't get the impression that a lot of people at least were super upset about the way that they promoted ballgames and the things that they incorporated into ballgames. Which now you like, the fireworks, because one of the quotes in the documentary is, 
A home run's boring. Yeah. Like, it happens. There's a crack of a belt. It goes over the wall. Everybody's super excited, and the guy jogs around. That's it. What can we do to make that excitement last longer so you have more fun? You just in your mind think, of course they've always done this. Right. Why wouldn't they have always done this, I assume? And being in radio and, and kind of working for an underdog radio station for a lot of years... It was like we had to find ways. We didn't have a lot of money to, to promote ourselves, so we had to find ways to, to basically get free promotions, Publicity, right? Sure. Publicity. And that's a huge part of being in radio. So for me, watching this guy just think so outside the box, is like, man, that's impressive. And it would be right. useful in I can't even imagine how many industries. Everyone wants free publicity for of the course. most part. But the, that's the whole backdrop. Because you're watching the story about the Vex. It's really about Mike. And then they son, do the death to disco thing, which he came up which with. Which that was his thing. If you remember the big snow cone, I'm sure you remember. You don't have to be a baseball fan to remember those pictures of people holding up the signs. Disco sucks at the yeah. ball game. Yeah. They yeah. burned the all records. their records. Yeah. It's There's in that every, big riot or whatever, right? Yeah. Steve Dahl was the... Disc the jockey host. at the time. Yeah. Who I worked with as a matter of fact. Oh, oh, you did? Yeah, that's I right. Did work with Disco Steve sucks Dahl. night or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it was a huge... I mean, look, a lot of people came out. There were people trying to get inside because yeah. it was full. He yeah. said they but, thought they'd have 35,000 people. They had over 50, and then people outside trying to get in. Wow. Yeah, and it ended up being a little, a little too much excitement because yeah. they the, run you know, on the field, and the fire, and then everyone took to the field, and right, yeah. And so. you know, you look at that back on that, and they don't mention it's probably the idea of the doubleheader that killed them. That's what they, they were supposed to play another game. Right, they play supposed to play. If they just do that and people rush the field after the game, it's a big story. It's a big story, but it's not like we had to cancel the game. And you know, even if they had to call the riot police, it's probably over. Yep, I agree. And it's not a big deal. It's it the fact that they had to cancel game. a second game. So that's the stuff that this guy, then that's what the documentary is about. And it is, I think, totally worth watching for that alone. But the whole kind of. I remember they put Steve Dahl in Detroit when I was there. They simulcast him. And he came Did in. Did he seem older? He was. Okay. Uh, he was older. He used to have these big fights with Man Cow. Okay. And um, I mean, at that time, I think when I worked at that station in Detroit, I think it was Stern in the morning and then Man Cow. And then Steve Dahl. Okay. And then me. And, man, you know, none of those guys got along, so they were all in the same, just talking ass against each other. But what I remember about Steve Dahl was, like, it was almost like, um, I just remember him being, I, I would compare it to a Chicago dog. Okay. In the sense that, if you weren't from Chicago, you probably didn't really like it. It was really different. Just like a lot of, like, he would talk and then, like... And then he would talk again. You're like, what? And as somebody wrote <laughs> right. there, you're like, wait. What's happening? Are we off the air? What the hell happened? Like, you know, but it was his kind of style. And if you grew up with him, right, and knowing that he did all these things, then you loved him. But I remember he was broadcasting live from the auto show. And he would take those big pauses. And all you'd hear is people from Detroit go, dog, you suck. And then <laughs> there'd be like a pause and he'd come back on. And then there's this, and those long pauses just gave people so much time right. to yell stuff of in course. between. And I was like, oh, man. He should not do live remotes. I didn't hate his show. You know, he was fine. But I don't know really anything. Just, I know like the disco thing. Pauses, when you say his name, I think his name. That I, was what made him, him famous for sure. Whatever, but the yeah. disco thing is what I think of. So, and then he sued Mancow. Do you remember why? Yeah, because Mancow made fun of his wife. Mancow would do bits where this lady would call in. It was supposed to be Steve Dahl's wife, and okay. she was dumb and whatever. Sure. You know. Yeah. And you know. so he got really mad and said, "You can't." You can't pretend, pretend that, she's that else. my wife is... And then he soon went to court, and court was like, well, you have your wife on the show, so, so she's too bad, we can do it. She's a public figure, you can do whatever you want. I would just think, too, the rule is like, as long as everyone of normal intelligence knows that that's not actually your wife, yeah. you're allowed but to do But the fact parodies, that she was right? on the radio yeah. made her... You know, now you can do parodies yeah. of anybody who has a platform. Like, we could do a parody of... 
yeah. Mahomes if sure. we wanted or whoever. Right. So. so after the disco thing, Mike says, you know what, Dad, I'm going to bow out because I don't want you to have to fire me. I think that's what happened. He basically resigned because it was, although a huge success promotions-wise, it was uh, – it was a disaster because they're supposed to play that second game. So he says, all right, I'm bowing out. And as they're showing you his life, like post, you know, because he was young when he was working for yeah. his dad with the White Sox. I assume he was in his 20s. And then it was like all he wanted to do was work in the big leagues again, do, do baseball right. again. He tried some other things. But I won't give you his whole life story. They do that in the documentary. But he's a, he's a parent. And the movie is starting off talking about his dad and him working at this team together. And I thought this was a crazy thing at the beginning of the documentary. Mike says, as he's recalling this conversation with his dad, uh, the day that his dad told him, hey, I think maybe I'll, I'm going to buy the White Sox, that Mike told his dad, well, because his dad was asking, you know, do you want to do this with me? And then he looked at his dad and said, well, you know, we don't really know each other. Yeah, he's like, this and is a good And his dad way. was like, okay, well, this is how we're going to get to know each other. Because I think he had like, what, eight or nine siblings, right. something like that. And I thought it was interesting that he understood that people would be mad at him. Yeah. Because he was the owner's kid. So he showed up to work the first day with a T-shirt that said owner's kid. Yeah. And then proceeded to clean the toilets. And just like, do everything that nobody wanted to do. Overcome that. And he was like, I will outwork you. Yep. And so, you know, that was one of those things. Like, he could have come in and just been the owner's kid, but he didn't do that. No. And he definitely felt like he had something to prove. And he did prove himself, obviously, with all the stuff that he came up with promotions-wise. But That one crushed him. And I don't really see why, you know, it crushed him. I don't really either. You know, something else while we're talking about it, and, and we'll get to the end of it, which... You killed me. But the other thing was like, in all the years that I've known about that, I remember it happening to some degree. Like, I was super little, but I remember my sister mentioning it because, you know, she listened to rock and roll and whatever Steve Dahl was at that point promoting. I don't know what music it was because I was little. But I remember her saying, you know, oh, you know, these disco stations, you know, Steve Dahl in Chicago did this. I remember it being a thing. kind of the story. Like, oh, people, I, like, I was little enough to not know that people hated disco. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't even know that maybe it was disco. I mean, I knew the name, but yeah. I didn't know. But I certainly, after all these years later, did not think that was a homophobic stunt. I had no idea when they're saying no that idea this is that they were saying that people yeah. the death to disco was homophobic I, 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 and I didn't racist. Know that. I didn't know that at all. Me neither. And for him I'm, to be like, "I'm sorry," I didn't. I was like, "Man, I've never even heard that before." Me Have you ever heard that snow cone? I mean, I'm guessing not. That, but the death to disco thing like was homophobic, homophobic and racist. And racist. It, never heard that. And never I thought he could have fought back on that and been like, "That's not what this was about." Right. But it was maybe about, not. And I think he could have said, "The week before, we did a." Uh, salute to disco. Right, right. So, like, I mean, what are we talking about? Like, we had people out dancing on the field. Like, yeah. that is something I'd never heard me before. Either. But and, I've heard that story I mean, a million times. Me too. And nobody's and ever every, said that was homophobic. It, it comes up in and rock I didn't and think just gay people like disco. Like, that wasn't, I didn't, and they were like, you know, this is thinly veiled homophobia. I'm like, I thought everybody liked, like, John Travolta wasn't huge. gay, was he? Right, like, Saturday Night Fever was huge. Right. People, are the Bee Gees gay? I don't even know what they are. Like, I think so. What about Earth, Wind, and Fire? Are all those bands gay? Are they gay? Like, I, did, I had no idea. I, I never associated that with being, right. quote-unquote, gay music. Me I neither. thought it was a popular was style of pop, pop music, music for a long time. It. And Saturday Night Fever obviously launched it to right. make it stratospherically popular. But, uh, yeah, that was all news to me, too. I'd never heard that. So... And then the racism thing, too. I'm like, I didn't even know, I like... I didn't even get that. Me neither, because to me, like, that that was John Travolta. I think of the Bee And the Bee Gees, like, the biggest, the biggest disco bands, you know, right? And obviously, I know that there were black artists doing it, sure. but I don't think of that as, quote-unquote, black music. You no, know, like, me neither. It was, like, disco music. pop music, yeah. you know? It was just a form of pop music that was really popular for 
the time. However many years. And it had eight or nine such years. a white, hot. It just burned too hot, too fast. Just too yep. fast. So there had to be a, la- a lashback to it. There was no doubt about it. But I didn't think it was based in... Or do I think some people... I don't know. Maybe, I didn't even think people would hate it because of homophobia. I thought they just hated it because it was know. just pushed down the throat so much. And they thought it was cheesy, right? right this yeah. is rock and roll. We want right, rock and roll. Exactly. So you, I, I just... I don't know. I'd never heard that either. I thought that it was, was really crazy. weird. Anyway, Slim doesn't tell me anything about the documentary, and right. I'll ruin it for you. But I tell him, I tell him, look, this is about being a parent, being a dad, because it starts off yeah. with him and his dad, and Snowco, and I know you love father-son stuff mm-hmm. like that. That gets all guys, right? Yeah. So you're watching this stuff with his dad, and the that's kind of cool. The fact he named his first kid Night Train was awesome. Yeah, he's got his oldest Night son. Night Train. His Night oldest train. son's wow. name is Night Train. <laughs> and he says, look, I just wanted my kid to have, you know, right. even if he's the worst kid on the team, they're not going to pick him last because they want Night Train on their team, right? <laughs> exactly. And his kid's being interviewed like, as an adult. He's football team. He's got to get picked. His name's Night Train. And as an adult, his <laughs> kid's like, yeah, I think he underestimated how cruel kids could be about having right. a unique name. And business yes. opportunities. But he when has you go son, to put in your resume, I'm night training. He has a son which it seems like he didn't spend uh, as much time with, maybe, when yes. he was younger. And then he has a daughter who he does spend a lot of time with, and he starts spending more time with his son as he gets older. Start at a one. Take it to a ten. That's night train and talking. if it gets you arrested, we've gone too far. And by the way, Snowcone, this is the true story. Of they do like reenactments in what's his name, Charlie from Always Sunny. Yes, he plays, he plays him. him. Yeah, so it's kind of like a big budget thing. Yeah. But you're watching him the whole. I don't know, second half at least, or maybe the the three quarters, last three yeah. quarters of the documentary about him and his family and his daughter and how close they are. Yes. And I did not want to spoil anything for Laszlo, but something tragic happens in the story yes. along the way. And I get a text from Snowcone or from Snowcone from Lazo last night that just says, uh, "Hey, Mike Vec documentary, not cool." Right. And I knew when he said "not cool," he was crying. <laughs> I wasn't you were crying, but you had to crying. set me up. So I will say that I prop. The only other time you ever did that was uh, something about Zachary, right? What, something what about it? Zachary. What is that? Oh, and uh, something dear, about Zachary. Dear, dear, dear Zachary. Dear Zachary. There's something, something about Zachary. Something there about was Zachary. something about Zachary. It's yeah, horrifying. Horrible family. Um, horrible mother. I will say that I, I was welled up during that. During like, Dear Zachary? Yeah. Like, How oh, could God. you not? That is, if you don't cry at that, go ahead and just check the box there. You are right. at least, at the very least, sociopathic. Right. I and, went on the internet and was like, Okay, what happened here? Yes. Like, what, he, what do I got to do to make the world a better... That doesn't happen to me. No. Like, I'm Googling, how can I make the world a better place? Yeah. Dear Zachary. Right? <laughs> right. In parentheses, like, that world... I want right to be there, like I, that guy. How yeah. do I make this better? Yep. I didn't shed a tear in this one, but Come I felt... On. I'm being honest, but I felt horrible. I well, felt Well, you get horrible. bad news, and it's already kind of bad, and then when you that get gets worse. Really like, I don't want to give it away, but just so you know, there's bad news on the way. Yes. It's a great documentary, and there's bad and news on the all way. That and footage, it may not be exactly what you think it is right now. I'm telling you, I'm... There's no way you didn't have a, some liquid come out of the corner of but, your eye. There's no way. But I was... Yeah. A lot, snow cone, you're an easy crier, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, you'll cry. Way, you do not have to be a sports person at all. The, this is about... It is about parenting, and it's a cool, you know, uh, family story. But the the antics that he came up with to promote yeah. just happen to be baseball. It's so cool. You're a marketing guy. You'll like love it. it. Yeah. And then at the like end, it. there is a tragedy that you're not expecting. Okay. So his wife is. I text you this too. His wife is stunning. I didn't know what you if you know. meant that or if you're trying to be sarcastic. But I liked her a lot. She seemed very you cool. No, and I thought like they showed her when she was younger. I was mm-hmm. like, man, that guy. 
yeah. another marketing scheme. Like, she was stunning, and then when they showed her when she was older, she was stunning. She like, good. just a stunning... And not, like, I'm, I'm not trying to... Um, not Christy Brinkley. Well, but. right, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, marginalize her or sexualize her. I just remember seeing her, like, wow, she is a stunning woman. Like, and stunning in not only in looks, in strengths, and awesome. ideas. Like, I was like... And the way she carried herself, even at the end, yep. I was like, wow, that is a... A, a very stunning woman, like stunning, like step back and not only watch your grace, but your power. And like, I was really impressed with him, she but made maybe, me, she made more, me cry. maybe even more so impressed with her. Yeah, she, like, she wow. was amazing. I remember right. thinking, this guy's lucky. What an impressive he woman. He got a good, good, an impressive good human partner being, there. I should yes, say. Yes, exactly. Yes. A good partner. She, just she was crazy awesome. good. And the so, thing she did with Daryl Strawberry... Yes, I know. Right. I'm telling you, that's the thing where I was like, all right, Lazo has to watch this. He's gonna. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's really good. So, again, you don't have to like uh, baseball, but it's called The Saint of Second Chances. It's on Netflix. And it's and not I would too like, long, and it's good. No, it's pretty short. I would, it's not like a docu-series. I would like to, you know, just let us know whether or not yeah, a, a, tier, on, uh, a subreddit actually formed. Yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll start so a post. We'll make a thread how there many, with the name of it and just let us know how many people cried and how many people didn't. Yeah, because I think it's fair to say, even though we're going back 15 years, Dear Zachary, 100% of people that had any type Man. of emotions, right? To this day, I don't think there's ever been something you could show someone. If you can make me, and I'm not going to say I cried, Dear Zachary, but boy, was I. I was you there. You cried. I you was cried. there. The Church, the church of Last. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's time to Doom Scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, let's Doom Scroll. All right, let's get through the news. I mean, the biggest story since we last saw one another has to be Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. All these rumors about whether or not they were dating, and then she shows up at a Chiefs game. Not only at a Chiefs game. Because when I first heard she was at the game, Snowcone texted me and said Taylor's at the game. And I was like, oh, is she there because of Kelsey or is she there because I know her best friend like went to KU. I didn't know if she's a Chiefs fan Abigail, or something. Yeah. Abigail. So I, I was like, which is it? And he said, no, no. He's sitting in the box with Kelsey's mom. I was like, right. oh, my goodness. And then, of course, I get home and it's all anybody's talking about. It's all right. they're talking about this morning. They're asking everyone for their take on what we're 
Calling T-squared for now until we come up with a better celebrity power couple name. Swift, sporting a red and white Chiefs jacket, was all smiles at Arrowhead Stadium Sunday next to Travis Kelsey's beloved mom, Donna, and cheering the Chiefs and Kelsey as they dominated the Bears. She is there, whatever that means. The dynamic duo even caught leaving Arrowhead together following the game. Hey, how you doing? And later seen driving away in a convertible. The surprise appearance comes just days after Kelsey invited Swift to see him in action at the same stadium where he watched her perform in July. Don't you think that, I mean, you've played sports, you played sports in, in, when you were a kid and, yeah. and in school. Don't you think that having a girl there that you like, it can have, I guess it could have both effects, but it can really inspire you to want to be your best. Sure. I mean, sometimes I think, now look. It can also make you nervous. It can make you nervous, and some. I know know. people might get upset if you had a bad game. I think, uh, if you're Travis Kelsey, you're past that. No, I know, but still, it's so funny when like he wanted to get a touchdown. I'm like, well, of course he always wants to get a touchdown, you know? Right. And and Mahomes is talking about it like, well, he just ran his own route or whatever. He wanted to get in the end zone. I thought, well, you know, he is a human being, and he does apparently like Taylor enough that he wrote her these letters and made a, a friendship right, sure. bracelet and all these things. So maybe it was a big deal for him to. And score I think Pat was having fun there. with it too. It was nice to see them do it. He was like, "Yeah, you know, he ran his own route like he normally does." I knew he wanted to score in front of her. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think he was having fun with them too. Yeah, it was. You know, it, it, like it, I don't think that play that play happens whether she's there a or lot. Not, right? You realize so. how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard she was in the house. Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure, um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis, he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. Right. Now, He's just having fun with that. Absolutely. That's not real. Absolutely. I, I, I've it's a big production at this point. Everyone's right. talking and he's about the fact that she brought there. it up to him. So he's like, you know, I'm, Pat Mahomes seems like a good guy. I he's like, it. all right, let me have a little bit of fun with this, right? Yeah. So yeah. he just had fun with it. It's not a big deal. Uh, Belichick saying it's his Belichick best catch ever. Like, best I catch. Catch. That was one that I thought. He had nothing to do with it. And Belichick is so grumpy. He doesn't normally say like, anything. Why are they bringing up Taylor Swift to Belichick? That seems like, if I'm a reporter and somebody's like, hey, ask Belichick about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm like, no. No. Right. I, no. I'm not doing it. it made me I'm think. not asking him. It'd be like asking him, you know, during that game. I was like, you know, uh, was it harder to throw the ball because it was raining and wet? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not asking Nick. that question. Right. Right? But, no, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I almost thought, did he, had he already said this? And it was like, hey, Bill Belichick has a take on this right. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Did you hear it, Snowcone? Yeah, Travis I heard Kelsey, it. Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that. Travis Kelsey's had a lot. Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. I mean, he's like right. laughing. That's right. not Bill Belichick. Who right. is that guy? Why is he so happy? Why is he so happy? What's Barely he beat the Jets. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I really about? thought it was imper- like an impersonator doing it. Like, I right. thought there's it's no so way he weird. did it. It's an impersonator. That that's I I didn't even think of that, but I did think. I wonder if he'd said this earlier and like, hey, say that again. That would be funny. Uh, and if you watch that game, which game? The uh, Jets Patriots. Okay. He looked angry, like he has rain coming down on him. And he's wiping his face off, like ah, his team's not playing good. They're almost losing to the Jets, who are horrible. And it just looked like people. The announcers were saying during that game, like, "Look at Bellet, man. He just looks uncomfortable." Not like, like, go ask a question. Not, I just can't imagine. And then there you go, like, all right, so yep. Belichick. Even Belichick's, you know. The fun in it. Yep. Even Belichick sees the fun in it. You turn on whether it's the national news or Fox Sports. 
They're talking about – I mean, you just had a big week in college football and in the NFL, and they're still talking about Taylor Swift well, you know, and Travis Somebody Kelsey. makes up a good point. If you didn't think it was a PR spot before that, the NFL told Belichick what to say. That could be. <laughs> right? Because like, we do agree the NFL is happy about this. Well, the NFL is yeah. happy about it. It's not a PR The NFL stuff. changed no their uh, TikTok bio. It just says Taylor was here. It does? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, I heard these rumors about Taylor I mean, Swift. I mean, they're happy about the it. There's nobody happier yeah. than the NFL that this is happening. But, I mean – you know, they happen to get lucky. I mean, you see some of these uh, headlines. Swifties are all in on football uh, after Taylor Swift goes to a game with Travis Kelsey. I did see stuff yesterday about, uh, they said, like, Taylor Swift fans in other countries were trying to figure out how to watch right. football. And even wow. fans in the United States who, wow. who just don't watch football are like, where do I watch it? How do well, I watch you, it? you got to get a jersey. What, a Taylor Swift jersey? Yeah, Swift. I should get one that says T-Swift. Mm-hmm. That'd, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah 89, T-Swift. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, all these rumors, how, when did the first rumor happen? When they said, hey, what's going on with Kelsey? And Was it after, did he say something on the podcast? Yeah, first? on the podcast that was after, the first thing? after her concert. Yeah. Okay, right. so that was and the first And then his brother said on the podcast, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say any rumors, but right. well, I think these might be true. So they Damn. were letting it out anyway. And that you, podcast is going to do numbers this yeah. week. Absolutely. Then you had the... People magazines of the world with their, you know, insiders tell us that Mm -hmm. they did hang out once or they've hung out twice. But there was no actual proof of it. Even on Friday, they're asking Kelsey, so, you know, what's what's up with you and Taylor Swift? I threw the ball in her court, and, you know, I told her, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock a stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see what happens in the near future. Yeah, so he knew, obviously, that she was going to be there. Huh? That's so douchey. What? I seen you rock the stage at Arrowhead. Why don't you come see me rock the stage at Arrowhead? Well, see which one's oh, more come lit. On. See come which on. one's more lit. Come on, it's why do you hate oh, Kelsey? I don't hate Kelsey. I love God, Kelsey. It makes me sick. He's just a, right. he's just a bro from the guy who he's said that place is going to be rocking in a row. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's going to dictate Travis. Let's Kelsey's. see which one's more lit. He's a cool guy. What do you mean? I mean, what's wrong I know, with being he's a bro? Cool. I'm just saying it's a little. Crazy. I'll tell you but this. I also think he's being sarcastic a little bit in there. Right, he's having fun. Okay, I I. I'm 41 years old. I went to the ice cream place yesterday, Andy's Custard Place, mm-hmm. and Kelsey now has endorsed a flavor. And I think so much of this guy that I'm like, what's Kelsey's flavor? I, I want to know what I Kelsey right. eats. Kelsey from Minsky's. Like, yes. I love Kelsey. I like right. this guy. I want to know. if he Whatever he gets at the ice cream place, I'll bet it's pretty damn good. I'll just yeah. take that. I came here for pumpkin I pie. I changed guy. my mind. Yeah, you'd say yeah. that now. Snow Cone, they say, say Snow Cone's got the copyright on rocking and rolling. <laughs> that's right. And if you know, you know. That's so, right. Uh, all right, so there's your. I mean, I think that's everything, right? As far as we know about Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift, they did. They were like kind of walking together. Were they holding hands when they walked? No, the they were just no, standing next no. to each other, and then they went off in that. I don't. Was it like a cutlass or something? They were in a it convertible. Says convertible, yeah, yeah, and uh, drove off together. Which Snowcone was pointing out: if you were leaving the game or just driving around the city, and you pulled up next to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you would think at that level of celebrity that she is that she I has like I'm, guys running alongside I think the I'm car. Said there yeah. was. There was when they went. They security? said she had a huge security detail okay. when oh, they went to the bar. Had- yeah. Okay. I saw the picture of people standing outside the suite after the game, just trying to get a glimpse of her. Yeah. And like the whole thing is filled with people. It's crazy. I didn't go to the game yesterday. Obviously, I was out of town. I was on my way back. But I was wondering when I saw her, I was like, I wonder how close her suite is to our seats. Because we're up there. Right. We're not in suites, but all the suites are right there. So like right. last week, I saw, who's the chick from SNL? 
That's from Kansas City. Heidi Central. Gardner. Heidi Gardner. I saw her up there. You do see people up there sometimes because they're going to their suite. Sure. Well, as I'm going to my seats, and I thought, man, I can only imagine the pandemonium wherever her suite is at. Right. I'm guessing it could be over there with the owners, like where Clark Hunt's stuff is. I it's don't know. It's got to be because it was Kelsey's suite. Right. But um, so, and I don't know if those are all connected there or I would not. Imagine but probably. they're still all in that club level where they, when they come out of the suite, they walk down that hallway. And I got to think they would have had to clear the hallways for her. How did they get her up into the suite? You yeah, know what I mean? I, it must have been pandemonium. security detail. Uh, in other news, which there is technically other news, the UAW strike is continuing, and there's you know obviously things that you kind of expect to happen when there's a, a strike. GM temporarily closed the plant in Kansas City. This is one of those strikes I heard someone saying, when you go on strike, if you're a writer, they use that as an example because the writers are on strike. If you're a writer, it doesn't immediately hurt the studio's bottom line. As a matter of fact, they might save a little money for a while because they're not paying you any money, and they've got stuff that they're playing back, and it doesn't mean that their subscriptions drop. It's not like people say, I'm canceling immediately. So it, the leverage is a little different. With the UAW, when one of these uh, plants you know, has a walkout or whatever, the supply chain is immediately disrupted, right. and that's dollars that these companies can see going out the window immediately, money that they are losing because they can't keep their plants running. So I did hear good news that Ford and the UAW act like they are – Close to a deal? UAW was talking this morning like Ford's deal looked good and that they might be close. GM and Stellantis, they said, still not so much. Still no word on any deals, but the UAW says it is closer to a new contract with Ford than it is with the other two automakers. And while Ford did just reach an agreement with a Canadian auto workers union, oh, yeah. when it comes to the UAW situation, the company says more work needs to be done. All of this is happening at the 2024 presidential spotlight now falls on this labor dispute. President Biden says tomorrow he will join the picket line. Okay, so Biden's saying that he's going to come out and join the picket line. I know Bernie, I've seen Bernie talking to the uh, president of the UAW. I'm on their Facebook page looking at the updates. So I know he's been a big part of it. Ford said a few hours ago, I guess, that there are still significant gaps that that's our quote there in the uh, contract talk. So Got they're it. closer with Ford, but still significant gaps. But Ford did strike a deal with the Canadian union that we talked about how they were probably going to go on strike. They did. And they've already got a deal. And they said that because Ford made that deal with the union they in Canada, there. well, it could start putting pressure on the big three or on the UAW here. Like, because hey, they could start building you know, stuff there, right? Well, I don't know about that. They still have serious supply chain issues because I think one of those plants builds engines. They don't actually build the whole car. They're putting together motors. But if they thought this was going to go on long enough, it wouldn't take Ford anything to build a new plant. I think I've a new plant is a huge deal, though. I I've mean, even like restructuring it. a plant for a different cars. I had cars a buddy of mine. Deal. Well, not buddy, a next door neighbor of mine. Just all he did was sell plant stuff. Yeah. And his job was to sell it to Ford and the big three, you know, conveyor belts, mm-hmm. machines that build cars, whatever. They have all that stuff so built ahead. His job was that, hey, look, we can't even sell it. We have it, but we can't sell it. So your job is just to take these guys out and play golf with them. Right. Like, it would take nothing for them to call one, whatever company my neighbor worked at and be like, hey, we need this, 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 and this, and ship it to Canada. That stuff's ready and ready to go years in advance. Could be, I mean, I know that it's a big deal when they retool a plant for a new model. They say, hey, we're going to stop making the Malibu here. We're going right. to start making the Bolts or whatever. It takes a long time and a lot of money. I know that the plant in Canada, at least one of them that was on strike, that was a big deal. They build V8 uh, engines there for mm-hmm. their trucks, mostly, and SUVs. I would think that they're still beholden to supply chain issues because all those tool and die shops are in Michigan that mm. they were rely on for parts. A lot of those plants are talking about, you know, closing their doors temporarily because there's no work right now because of the strike. So I would think that they still need to, you know, figure out something in Michigan and in the United States. But the fact that they're saying Ford is close 
is a good sign. The fact that they're saying General Motors and Stellantis are not close. But they said when this strike happened, I heard a lot of people say that this strike could go on for months, that that wouldn't be that crazy and that they've had strikes go on that long before. So I know we were talking about the last time they had a major strike and we were working together. We were here. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. We actually had someone in from the UAW, I think worked at the Ford plant. And I'm trying to remember how long that lasted. It seemed brief. But then when I looked it up, they were on strike for quite a while at that point, too. So hopefully they work something out. You do start to get nervous when you see an entire plant in your hometown temporarily right. closing its doors. And these people are out of well, work. Of course. You know? So, all right. Snowcone's giving me the look. we got to take a break. We'll come back, finish Doom Scrolling in a second. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. You good? I'm good. You ready to finish doom scrolling, man? Snowcone, this is you because what's that show that you guys watch on HBO? Um, Winning Time? No, the the one about the they say is basically Rupert Murdoch. What's that show called that everybody loves? The one that he keeps trying to get you to watch the final oh, episode. Oh, Succession. Of. Yeah, I haven't Succession. finished it. When you see Rupert Murdoch so in the mad. news, so just just watch it. What I know, but doing? I have so many episodes to catch up on. I want to sit down and do it. I just haven't had time. You're caught up? No, I have like four or five, I think, to go. Oh my god! When when you see stories about Rupert Murdoch, do you think about Succession? Yeah, is that because you've told me the show is basically uh, it's similar him and a to a few other families, but yeah, I mean, probably it's basically safe to say it's inspired about by them. the Murdochs. Okay. So, you know, he's like a 1,000 years old. He uh, finally retired this week, and that's a big deal. Now his son's in charge. Now, I don't know much about his son other than when I've seen stories about Which the Murdochs son? in the past. The Lachlan? I think they say in here. Media magnate Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as chairman of the company that he built into a global powerhouse. The 92-year-old mogul announced he is putting his son Lachlan in charge Lachlan. of both Fox and News Corp. Murdoch's retirement comes after a year that saw Fox fire Tucker Carlson and settle a defamation lawsuit for nearly $800 million with the Dominion voting system. So, uh, do you know anything about this Lachlan fella? No, no, I mean just a little bit. I've seen stories about news. It's News Corp, right? I've seen stories about them in the past where the son is put in charge of one of the newspapers or whatever it is. So I know that he's been part of this for a long time. I don't know how old the son is. I mean, dad's ninety-two, so I got to think that the kids are, mm-hmm. you know, a little a little bit older too. But just more proof that money makes you live longer. Not always, but often. Oh, sure. So many rich people. And we're talking this is mega wealth at this point. But uh-huh. 92 years old, that's not normal. I don't know what the average life expectancy is for a white guy, but I think it's somewhere around 80. These guys, these rich guys, outlive that all the time. It's not like he's saying, I'm in the hospital. He's just saying, I'm retiring. I'm 92. Now, he could have health problems that we don't know about. But, man, money is, well, I'm so, sure he does, money but... is so good for you, though. Well, it's yeah, so I mean... good for you. All that stress that's, that's gone about where are you going to get the money for your next mortgage payment? Where are you going right. to get the money for your next car payment? You don't worry about any of that. And Plus, you're getting the you best need, care. The best care. If you need nurses, doctors, whatever, you can just pay right out of pocket for the best right. in the world. You could have them come live with you with that amount of wealth. You cannot tell me that it's not great for your health. Of People course talk about it is. more money, more problems. Well, I'm sure he had some problems. Yes. When the lawsuits and all that were sure. happening. Like, there's different stresses, but. <clears throat> but it's just, it's a stress well, that I would love to He has problems with, in issues that we don't have issues. No, I, there right? are like legal like, issues yeah. that you have to worry right. about. Where and, some of them know, are like, am I going to go to jail for this? That right. would be the thing that scares me the most, is when you get that big and, and powerful. So many people, people coming after you. After you and yeah. so there probably are stresses. But, you know, the medical care, that's a whole different deal. Yeah. So this next story, Snoko and I are having a Mandela moment. Is that what it's called? Mandela moment? Hmm. Yeah. 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 
a Mandela moment because I swear, and Snowcone said this before I could even bring it up, that this story happened a year or two ago, and we talked about it when it happened. But I must be wrong because it's in the news that Netflix is ending their DVD mail subscription. You apparently could still get those envelopes I in the mail. I think we read that. Right? I, I feel like this was already a story. This is the end of an era at Netflix. This Friday, the streaming giant will mail customers the last of its signature red envelopes containing movie DVDs. Yep, the company has still been doing that. Netflix says over 5 billion DVDs have been shipped to 40 million subscribers since that delivery service began 25 years ago. By the way, if you have any of those red envelope DVDs hanging around the house, Netflix says... You can keep them. Yeah, can we sign up right now yeah. and just order a bunch of Blu-rays? I, God, still, I swear we talked about This that. is from, I only use News Corp stuff, that's all I trust, but this is from sure. the New York Post, and it's from three hours ago. It says Netflix to mail final red envelopes this week ending DVD subscription. We days. did talk about it, but I don't know. I thought we Maybe talked we about that you could it? still do it. Maybe that's what it was. And that they would be getting rid of it, but that I remember they, talking about that you could still do it. Okay. And I remember us having a conversation to me the first time going to my parents' house in Florida and seeing the Netflix DVD in the mail, and I was like, oh, it's everywhere now. If my dad stopped going oh, to, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if he had it, then it was everywhere. Okay, You're I right. found it. A lot of parents I found the answer Netflix. here. On April 18th, we announced that after 25 years of shipping DVDs, this will be our final season. Final yeah. season. So we did I talk we we'll about our last yeah. disc, September 29th. Okay, good. So this is the final so week. they announced it. And if yeah. you haven't, do you guys have any Netflix uh, Blu-ray sitting at home? No. Nope. I think I have Blade Runner and something else. But I would do the thing where I would lose it. You know, it's there somewhere. But I'm like, yeah, I can't find it. Or So I, I would just tell them, like, yeah, I never got that. Or, yeah, I sent it back. And right. they were just so, you know, it's like returning stuff to Walmart in the 90s. They're just like, okay, whatever. It's right. fine. They just keep sending them to you. It did. I mean, if you're old enough to remember when Netflix became a thing. And, Lazo, it's funny you bring up your parents. Because I remember going to friends' houses and their parents had it. And I was like, man, this is... It's a new idea, and if people's parents are already adopting yeah, this, then that, was that quickly, like, this is, you can get as many as over. you want. Like, yeah. This is the new thing. It, it, it brought down the, the video rental Like For my so dad fast. to go on a computer and put movies in a queue, yep. like it had to be, yep. you know, I just think about it, like it had to be, every, it had to be his only option, or you know, at least so much everyone he knew that yeah. was doing it, right? So he was like, okay, I'll try it. Yeah, and you could put stuff in your queue, and then it, you know, you get in these DVDs, you forget what you put in your queue. They just send you the next thing. So if you don't check what's in line, you're like, oh, you, it's a little bit of a surprise. You get right. more DVDs in the mail. You guys all had it, right? At some point, you all had the yeah, DVD yeah, yeah. subscription service. I honestly didn't have it that long, but because in Seattle, I lived above that, what was that place? Hollywood Video. But I had it when I lived in Florida. I had it. I, I definitely before had it. Before I got times. here, so. Over 20 years ago. I don't think I got when it When did until, they start it? Oh, 2002, I would say. Because I can I remember know, it coming to my house. it got to be before that. Okay, I can remember be. it coming to my apartment could in be. Florida. Let's see. When did Netflix I feel like I, maybe it's just my memory shipping. says I had it then. But. I don't think I, I didn't see a DVD actually being used at someone's house until 2000. So it says here that uh, they shipped the first ones in 1998. Yeah. They shipped Beetlejuice. Um, I can't read this whole story because it's uh, paywalled. But yeah, 1998. So that's before I went back to Michigan. Yeah. So I certainly remember getting them in Florida. Think about it. It had to be maybe if I wasn't even early on, it could have been 2000. Right. Think about Reed Hastings coming up with this idea that, hey, this is how we'll compete with these stores. We'll just mail them to them without the case. We'll just put them in an envelope. They get the movies. They make their cue. This whole thing, it was a totally new idea. And then... Somewhere in the 2000s, he's like, all right, now we're, you're, you're killing it, by the way. You're crushing. Netflix was huge. 
He's like, we're going to completely change our business yeah. now. We're going to do videos over the internet through an app. Mm-hmm. I remember when they launched Netflix streaming, we lived in Seattle. Because I remember my brother saying, hey, did you see Netflix is doing this on-demand thing now? And we were so confused by it because we were used to Netflix. We're like, where are all the movies? I keep right. searching movies, and these movies aren't popping up. And then they kind of retrain your brain. No, this is like having HBO. This, you get right. what we have, and we don't necessarily have everything. And it doesn't stay forever. It will come and right. go, just like HBO. And I mean, you know, they were so early on that. They obviously beat They're everyone smart. to the punch. He did two giant things there that were major successes. And you think, yeah, that, that guy probably deserves to be pretty rich. It's like talking oh, about yeah. the baseball guy. What an idea. Having these ideas. And then, to have one of those would be great and would make you rich. But to have two... And to do it back well, to back like that. Well, it always takes, you know, to me, when you look at, like, CEOs, you know, when we argue that they're overpaid or underpaid. Uh, not, well, I don't think we argue that they're underpaid. But um, for a guy to come up with an idea, start a company, and literally destroy an industry. Right, a big And one. then have the foresight while you're just making cash. Yes. Have the foresight to be like, yo, someone could do this to us. We need to change. We better change things up. Th- that is crazy. the, I mean, that. That's a sign of a good in, CEO. In that time. Uh, you know what? It's kind of like almost like whatever Pat Mahomes makes is what he deserves. Yes. It, I feel the same way about that guy. The first time you're like, all right, good idea. But then to, to reinvent everything you did and have it work again. While you're sitting on piles of right, cash. While you're sitting on five Super Bowls being yes. like, you know what? We need to change the offense. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Exactly. You need to what? No, because I can't imagine the people that were telling him, what are you talking about? Right. The internet's what not are fast you talking enough, about? Right. Why are we going to invest money in this? What are you talking for somebody yep. to do that? You know that there's CEOs across. I mean, even radio and podcasting, and I mean, trying to think of other industries that have had yeah. their battles with other forces new that come in. Yeah. New newspapers and the music industry, and all, I mean, for someone to have that. I, most CEOs in all those industries sat and said, oh, we'll be fine. Right, of course. We'll be fine. That guy money, didn't, man. You take the Whatever money he makes him. is worth it. Yeah, I think he's done now, right? I mean, he's been out of Netflix for a while, I believe. But that's just one of those names. You know, I, I'm not a uh, financial right. guy, so I don't always know all the CEOs, but that's one of those If he said, I'm starting a company right now, I'd, exactly. I'd put money in it. Exactly. Yeah, right. or go work there. I mean, right. that's, the, that's the biggest thing is as that money's coming in, to say we got to change it. And I just imagine those other people in the room who were like me saying, wait, but we can't put all the movies up? We can't get them licensed to put them all up? What are we going to do? Right. We're just going to put some stuff up. And then to say, Why? we'll make our own stuff. And then to say, we'll release a series all at once. And then Why my have it come thing would be week? like, whoa, we're inviting competition. Yeah. If we do, we've already got all these DVDs coming out. If we come out with this subscription service where we don't have all the movies that we've had, What's going to stop somebody else from doing it? Which then, of course, happened, they yeah. but he, they continued to be the king of the pile, and he was smart enough to be like, no, we'll, we'll do it. And That's do you think, top, I think man. it's totally possible that if, if Netflix hadn't gone to streaming, I mean, it would have happened with some, some company would have done it. But right. let's just say that, uh, I, I don't, don't know, know Hulu, that to be true. Let's say that Hulu was the first. Well, I mean, we were watching movies on demand through cable, so yeah, it might but have I think that would have been. I think that would but have I, been more of I it. I do think eventually someone would have said, hey, why don't we just put these in the app? We got internet's fast enough. But let's just say that it did happen. And it was, let's say it was Hulu, that Hulu was the first one. I'm not confident that you would have had, certainly no one would have said you released the series all at once. That was a Netflix thing. Right. Right? And then to say we're going to create our own content for this service, that's a big thing when you're asking investors, hey, we need to use a bunch of our money because we're going to create think, movies and series. I think even in all that credit that you're giving him, I think you may be underselling it too a little bit. 
I think if there isn't Netflix and people are like, oh, I could just go home and watch Netflix, I don't think you have as much conversation about cutting the cord. No, of course. Uh, that right? was the I think like all that, yeah. the whole, par- it's a paradigm shift that he put into place. Like yeah. People are like, oh, I don't need cable. I can just watch movies on Netflix. That was the beginning of it, yep. and it took people a long time. But if he doesn't go to streaming, maybe the cable companies talk to, you know, we know that big industries bought cable companies, had money put in cable companies. Maybe, maybe they don't go to it. Yeah, I'm I mean, saying eventually we probably do, but, but, but probably not in any sort of time frame that we were at. Yeah, no, I'm guessing NBC is not in a rush to get Comcast exactly. down on its, on its exactly. subscribers. Mm-mm. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just a crazy thing that we kind of take for granted. It reminds me of the iPhone a little bit. If Apple had not come up with this idea of... Because remember, before the iPhone, we I were... I think we probably would have been closer to what McCain wanted, was that you don't have to buy the whole bundle. You can buy right. ESPN for 10 channel bucks. That's the channel. only channel yeah. you get. Yeah. That's where we were headed. Yeah. And Hopefully. then people were like, well, I'm not doing that. They Just because with Netflix. Right. And he also convinced this board of whoever it is, the board, to say, we're going to charge them less. We're not going to make any money off the subscriptions. Right. We're going to charge them like six bucks or whatever. And we're going to do that to get them hooked. Right. And at the same time, we're also going to spend... A billion dollars on new content over the next two years, or whatever. Crazy I mean, that was some foresight, was. man. It's yeah, that's just one of those big things, and it does it. Like if the iPhone had never come out, if Apple hadn't said we're going to switch everything to apps, what would smartphones look like today? Right. I mean, look, I'm not trying to talk S on Android, but it, it's made to look just like an iPhone, right? right they just sure, said immediately. Samsung said, "Let's take this and let's build it just like that. We'll make it the same," and that's fine. But before that, we had smartphones, Lazo. You had that Microsoft one. Yeah. I had a BlackBerry that I used all the time. Where were we headed? I think trying to get it easier to type the URL in, maybe have some yeah. shortcuts. But I think we take for granted that someone would have just come up with apps. Yeah, we don't know that. that. I don't right? think that we would. And who knows if streaming would look anything like it does without Netflix. So anyway, Netflix We'd is not We'd probably be back to that. I mean, like, you know, that Rhapsody thing that I had before people mm-hmm. had the streaming thing. We're just yeah. like, here's every record in yeah. the world and it's 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Which is exactly what they... It's funny to think about that Rhapsody thing and it going out of business. And nobody even remembering it. But I had it at my house, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Had it hooked up through my stereo, like everybody does now with every streaming service. And that thing just went dead. It's so weird. And then people were like, well, I'll just pay for the albums. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, get get Rhapsody. And then it took 15 years for it to be basically... What Rhapsody invented. Yeah, I guess there are, we do know after reading some of the stories that apparently it is hard to make money in that industry because right. it costs so much for the music. But, you know, it's like Snowcone, you had Zune, right? And remember, you had the subscription. It. it was all the music. Yeah. It was 10 bucks a month, whatever. Yeah. You had the full thing. Yeah. And then when they got rid of Zunes, they just said, we'll call it Xbox Music. That's a popular brand. It's like Bud Light Seltzer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's use a brand that's popular mm-hmm. and we'll call it that. So they had it for a while and then it just went away, which is weird to me because. You had, uh, what was uh, Apple Music before? It was uh, Beats, right? Beats, yeah. mm-hmm. So Beats didn't have any subscribers, really, right? But then what did Apple pay for Beats? A billion. It was worth a billion dollars somehow. So how were these other streaming services like Rhapsody and Microsoft's Xbox Music, how were they not worth any money? I don't know. It's totally bizarre. But yeah, all that stuff that we just take for granted, I think, we, at least I do, I always think, well, we would have got here eventually. I just, who would have done it? But that's not necessarily true. All right, this daycare, I have to tell you about the daycare. Remember last week we talked about this daycare where... Um, the toddlers, there was four of them, I believe, all overdosed on fentanyl. I mean, they were babies. I think the oldest one, how old was the oldest one? So like, like 16 months or something? Yeah, 18 yeah. months. So they were little. They overdosed on fentanyl. They have to give all four of these kids Narcan. It saves the lives of three of them, but one of them did die. So the police go into this daycare and start searching around. On the ground where the kids play, there's a play area, 
the floor lifted up. There was a hidden trap door there under the play area, and inside it was filled with drugs, just big bags of fentanyl wrapped up. They were using this place, it looks like, as some sort of you know, underground drug house, and we're now learning more about the woman who owned it. She apparently had some sort of sham marriage to get to the United States in the first place. That's according to the ex-husband's family. Uh, she's with this new guy, the boyfriend in Snowcone. You asked earlier. They are still looking for the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They've said they've expanded their search. They believe he's in the Dominican Republic. New reporting from the New York Post revealing information now about that daycare owner, that she moved from New York from her native Dominican Republic nine years ago after a potentially sham marriage to her ex-husband to allegedly obtain a green card. Well, last week, police said that drugs, including fentanyl, were found hidden beneath the floorboards at that Bronx daycare, right underneath the area where the children played. I mean, I'm, I am curious, and it's going to take a while till we get all the details, but were these kids just exposed to it, you think, from sitting on the floor and there was enough powder there? I don't know. I think if all four of them were overdosed on fentanyl, one of them had to have found a bag of something, right? Yes. Yeah, something. And they pulled it up and got a hold of it. I don't think that's just from sitting on the floor because we... It's crazy, right? We can assume that that fentanyl was under the floor there for a long time. Right. But these people deserve to be in as much trouble as you can be in. I mean, I think life sentences are appropriate. You had four kids. Not only did one of them die, which is worth you know life in prison in my book, but of course the the risk that you were taking this whole time, letting these children that you had people paying you to take care of sit and play on top of these bags of fentanyl. All of you and need to go to prison. How did they know? I, I mean, like the kids? No, like I know the kids died, but I don't really understand why were they there. It's a daycare, right? So the, the parents- no, 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 the. No, why? The, the, they believe that the boyfriend and probably the woman who owns she, it were selling drugs out of there. And he's a major. It sounds like she some was sort aware of, major of it. Drug, yeah, sounds like that she was, was aware what of it. I didn't. There I must are, not have heard you say. I think there are at least three of them that were aware of it. There's the boyfriend who they're still looking for. There's another guy who just went to court today. He's like a friend. He might be related. Okay, and but they're her, saying all of them were aware. Yeah, that this was like a big drug operation. You know, I think she's trying to act at least in the beginning like, like she didn't. know. That's what I thought. But she didn't know, but it's her so obvious. Drugs. I mean, there are drugs everywhere. And the kids were literally playing on top of this giant. So they saw think, the pictures. They it's think crazy. that they actually got into. We don't know. But I mean, but here, that's what you're saying. That's right? what I'm saying. I mean, look, I know they tell stories about fentanyl and you're playing on top of the floor. Maybe there's a little bit of residue. Well, all that's hidden underneath the floorboard? Right under where they play. Yeah. And they think maybe the kids lifted the That's what I'm not they understanding. The they kids said. lifted the floorboard? That's what I want to know. They haven't said. They haven't said it seems how they got odd that they would come out of the bags right. and then come above the floorboard. That there'd like be enough saying, on the floor but... that you touch to get four of them to overdose. That's the thing. If one I mean, kid kids got and sick, maybe a little bit of fentanyl would kill them, but... But you know, it, I don't know. But it seems odd that it would get above the floorboard. That all four of them got a hold of it somehow. So, like, were they not watching? I mean, it's the accusation that they weren't watching them, and they got underneath it and opened they some. Haven't said. They haven't and said then how you got little kids going down, open, putting up a floor. Like that's what I'm confused by everything. I think it sounds to me like they're opening up the floorboard and then. I'm guessing opening the bags. Or? I'm guessing there was drugs left out, and they happen to have this giant stash on the floor. But I'm guessing at some point. They left some drugs out, left something somewhere where a kid could get to it, and somehow all four of these kids were exposed to it, and it killed one of them. I mean, I saw the father talking on TV of the dead baby, and I just I cannot imagine the amount of rage to find out that this, this daycare where you were taking your kids was a, a drug house, I mean, and they were sitting on top of the fentanyl. It's, it's insane. I also don't understand why we can't stop fentanyl from coming to the country, at least as much as we're getting, like, just... Does anyone want fentanyl? No. Are, are people buying it because they want it? Snowcone, have you ever heard of someone buying it because they want fentanyl? Is that a thing? It is. It is a thing. They so, do, so they want it. Yes. And they use it. So and they, they want it in like just a little amount? Or, I yeah, mean, I how think do you, so, yeah. How do you, like to me, 
I've heard of people smoking fentanyl. And how do you people smoke fentanyl? How do you get the right amount? Like I, it's just too know. risky. I, no I know idea. it's like heroin. I you guess, know it's not even. I get it, but heroin. You. I mean, at least. But now heroin's all fentanyl. I know, but you think you could overdose on heroin, but the amount of overdoses to the amount of people using it, the risk is slight. It's like I mean. It's like having sex without a condom. Yeah, not a good idea, but people do it and they survive, right? At least in the past. So this, it feels like, I mean, just a little wrong amount of fentanyl and you're dead. And every like, fentanyl is different. It seems the risk is so much higher than the reward. Right, and it's all synthetic. So every bag of fentanyl or every gram, whatever it is you're getting a hold of, could be completely different than the previous one. It just With seems heroin, like you're hoping it's too it's, high, it's, even it's for people who want it. Like, there's right. other drugs you can get. Where the risk of dying is less. But they can't. That's the issue, it seems like. Somehow they manage to stop all this other stuff or at least disrupt it enough that people are to the point where they're asking for fentanyl. And I hate to say it, Les, but you can trace all this back to the pharmaceutical companies in that show that right, we watched. Sure. When we were kids, heroin was not a drug that every kid at school was trying. No. That was not cool. It was no. something that people that were dying in New York were doing, rock stars in Seattle, whatever. No. That and was if it. you were, to be honest with you, if you did try it, and me growing up in the 80s where, you know, Everybody did a ton of drugs. Mm -hmm. I remember if my friends tried it, for the most part, they smoked it. Right. Like, it was still like, "Eh, I don't want to put that. I'm not going to shoot it. Right. And it just wasn't a popular thing. Now it's Well, it was really risky. Right. Right. And it's just everywhere. And everyone wants to get high on opioids. And so, you know, people are actually buying fentanyl. I just, I'm totally fine with all these people at the daycare going to prison for life. Yeah. I'm good with that. Absolutely. The Church of Lazarus. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Yo! Yo! What's going on, kid? A couple things I wanted to talk to you about. All right. Uh, Oh, one real quick was Dolly Parton. She covered uh, Four Non Blondes. You love Mm. Four Non Blondes, right? Well, I mean, I don't... You, you like them? I thought there I was don't some know story any other songs. Well, she was in here that one well, That's day. right. She came in to promote a She record, came in here to right. promote one of her artists or something. Yeah. She was super nice. She's such a legend to my mind because I grew up in the 90s. Right. So I mean, she was on MTV every a lot. Bad Aerosmith song ever <laughs> yeah. known to man. But yep, you get older and realize how many things she But I mean, she this wrote. song is like one of those that if it comes on, you're like, this is, I mean, it's like a key. I don't know what that key is to songs that will last forever. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not a Beatles fan, but Yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that song, like, that'll just last forever. They, they age and well. And this one is one of those, like, if you hear it, you're like, this song will last forever. Well, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, and it's, you know, not all of them are great songs. They just have this key to whatever, make, uh, time it. after time. Mm-hmm. That yeah. song is like, I mean, forever. Yeah. There was a country artist who covered Tracy Chapman. We talked about that. Recently, because there was some debate about, was it a race thing? Remember we talked about that country artist and we started singing Tracy Chapman, which I don't want to do. But I think that song was a big hit for him. Because after you guys told me about it, I heard about it in the news periodically for the next month or two. So now Dolly Parton has covered What's Up. And I got to say, like... Is that what it's called? What's Up? Isn't that the name of the song? What's going on? I thought it was What's Up. I think it's What's Up. It is? That is a new learning moment for me. Oh, really? I think that's right. Because I don't ever say What's Up. No, it's because the song, but it was always parenthetical, right? Mm. It's what's up, and then isn't there a parenthetical name afterwards? Anyway, listen to Dolly Parton doing it.
It sounds like it was written for her. It's what's up. It's that's it. And there's there's no parenthetical name after that. No. Oh, weird. I could have swore there was. Well, anyway, I'm, I think that sounds like a good Dolly Parton song. I don't yeah, know anything about country. Good. Yeah, but I feel like if that Tracy Chapman cover was so big, yeah. well, then the Dolly Parton yeah, give it a shot. cover should be big. I mean, that song is one of those that people like. They like, I think it probably ages, like you said, pretty well, and everyone likes Dolly Parton. It's like Willie Nelson, although I would say Dolly Parton probably has more universal love. Is there an artist that, that people hate less than Dolly Parton? I mean, there are there are those artists out there, but oh, man, no one's that universally loved. I think, she, at least in America, Johnny Cash was. Johnny Cash was pretty universal. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So I guess I mean, he's the one that sticks out to me. That you know, everybody's like, him. I like Johnny Cash. Every genre, everyone. Yeah. I think liked people him. like love Dolly. Though. But Dolly, it's like everyone wants her like, to be not even a fan of music. Just their love mom. her. Yeah, she's just so great. Like if they said she's got to be president, yeah. I'd say okay, okay. In other pop culture news, and that's what I'm calling this Lazo. Uh, Slumfast Pop Culture Corner. We need mm-hmm. an intro for that, Snowcone. Have you guys ever watched that dating show on Netflix, uh, Love is Blind? Love is Blind, no. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of it. It's really popular, though, right? Yeah, it's huge. Then you have that uh, dating show, which I have watched, Dating on the Spectrum. Is that Love on the Spectrum? Love on the Spectrum. Where people that are on the spectrum are trying to make think it's yeah. all in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now there's a new dating show, and I feel like we've hit... Whatever this is. What is it in the internet when you talk about Hitler, Godwin's Law, right? The, con- the debate ends now. Oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with this new idea for this new dating show, this one's British. I think that's it. You, you can't top this. This is a British show. It's called Naked Attraction. You literally pick your partner based on their naked body. And mm. yes, it does show full frontal nudity. Well, this is what we've been working towards that's for a year. Yeah, I mean, this that's, is it. That's you've, base level. Yes, we've hit the wall. We've this, hit is, the base. this is prime dating In now. this dating show, we go back to basics. Are you ready? And start where a good date often ends. <gasps> Naked. Wow. This is fantastic. And could picking a partner based Ooh. solely on their natural beauty could be a grower. help us find the one? I've never met anybody like this before, and I don't know where to look. Who are you going to pick for your date? This is the hardest decision of my life. Oh, my God. Naked Attraction. Okay. So Naked can, Attraction's been on since 2016 and has 10 seasons. And you can watch. Well, it's now really? it's now available here. Again, I'd never heard of it. Had you ever heard of it no, before? No, it looks like it just got added to Max, I Yes, believe. it's on Max now. So that's the thing. I guess, you know, most of us here have never I'm gonna check it heard out. of this show. But I wanted to ask you, if you, if someone offered you a spot on the show, and they said, we'll no. pay you to come on the show. How much would they have to pay you? Because we just heard the woman making fun of the guy's knob, whatever. Right. Well, maybe he's a grower. How much would they have to pay you? Snow Cone, you're probably comfortable naked. Mm, not in front of an audience. Come on. Com- not on Max. Com- yeah, not on Max. Com- not in front but, of an audience. But comfortable, more comfortable than anyone else in this room. I'd say it Ooh, would cost you the least. I don't know least. about that. No? No, I don't know about that. Man, I, I mean, look, I would do it for money. But God, man, here's the thing. I was thinking about it this morning when they were showing this ad for Max. And I was thinking if they I'm thinking we'd have to pay me like, you know, 10 million dollars. But then I thought, would I really turn down five hundred thousand dollars? I guess for the embarrassment. I know. But I mean, I've already embarrassed. How much time do I got? I don't know how I haven't watched it. I mean, like if they say, hey, you're going to be on the show. Yeah, I just saw the trailer. We'll start filming next year. Then right. maybe oh, I'd be like, okay, get in shape yeah, to try and like, get ready right, for let's, it. right. No, you got to imagine that they're just plucking you up right yeah. now. They say we need you to do this. Gonna be show. tough. Gonna but, be tough. You do, you do it for a million bucks. I mean, yeah. I I'm mean, guessing yeah. these people aren't getting paid a yeah. million dollars I mean, in the yeah. show, so these people sure. must be a little more comfortable. A million's a million. It's, it's a million. But if they were like fifty grand, 
Uh, okay, now you're getting to the point. Well, and if I, you know, I have a different situation. You have kids who are old enough that other kids would probably make fun of. Uh, yeah, like I, I saw your dad's little dick. That's true, right? Like I, they don't need that. The kids thing is different. That does change everything. It changes. Like if I didn't have kids, I may be like, yeah, hundred grand, make fun of me. What do I care? <sighs> I already told you I have a little wiener. Right. But yeah, I don't need my kids. F- Fifty grand. I don't have kids. Fifty grand. In my mind, it. I'd be telling myself, look. People aren't going to remember this. You You're do it one for contestant. Grand. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's the number. I'm, I might. I would probably do it for fifty. I think that's my right. bottom bottom line is fifty grand. But I just can't imagine. Well, it's not your bottom. If they said forty five, you do it. Well, we're getting close. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I know. Right. Now we're at that point. I'm like, I'm not so sure. Also, right. you know, are there benefits that I'm not thinking of? I'm just thinking of the the downside, which is everyone looking at me naked and making fun of my. I body. can't imagine what the positives are. Well, I don't know. Like, does it help uh, promote our show or something like that? That's all I'm saying. Maybe, do but get people not talking? enough. Yeah, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, 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 I don't no. think so. And by the way... Not enough that they're like, oh, we're going to put you on every station in the world. Not no, enough. no, no. I saw the, I saw the trailer, but if I was on that show, I, would, I mean, I would lose. It would be like the last kid picked for kickball. And I don't know if it works where everyone ends up with somebody. Well, I that's assume- the other thing. I would get kicked off. If it's like the Survivor where they just kicked me out first. Like, look at that guy. He's out of shape. He's got a little wiener. You're out of here. I'm like, well, there's only one That's day. what I'm saying. The rest of them are coming up, right? But I don't get, know how they do it. If they hide my face, if they hid your face, and then just showed your naked oh, body. Oh, if that, then I'd be fine. If they never told people who I was, well, then Well, people are going to find out. You know, mm. we're talking about it. People mm. know you were there. So we know it was you. But it's not like on the front page of the New York Post or anything. I, I don't know, 50 grand. Snow cone, would you do it for five grand? Five grand? Hell no. Ten grand? No. No. I think I'm with you guys at 50. 50. 25 grand, you'd say no to 25 grand? Probably. Imagine you're just going to be up there, they look at your naked body, and they say, we don't want yeah, you to kick you off the show. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, man. No. Yeah, but how yeah, long are they going to talk 50. about it? I mean, we all know someone who's been And in I got to figure the other people who are on it are, you know, they want to show their naked body. I guess. You because they're, they're doing it. it. Yeah, because yeah. they're doing it, so they want to. So if they want to, then my, my, my guess is it's like comparing an old 17-inch box TV against... You know, yeah, exactly. It would be. It's, it's not like if you just said, head. I'd have more of a chance of doing it if you just said, Hey, we're going to pull 20 random people. Yes. And I'd be like, All right, my chances are all right to be okay. Yes. The right? But if they're like, be- No, it's going to be 10 people who all signed up to get naked, I'd be like, Well, I'm clearly the one you're making fun of. Yep. Yep. No, I'm with you. It's, it's just that bottom line where do they cut that dollar amount right. off? I don't know. And then uh, I just wanted to share this with you real quick. Please. This came from TikTok. And I don't know if this is true. Who knows? I know people make up a lot of stuff. They're very creative on TikTok. But Snowcone, you may have seen this. This girl meets someone on, I think on Tinder maybe, some dating app. They are supposed to go on a date, right? She shows up. He's sitting there. But then something unexpected happens. I'm at this I know where you're on a going. dating app. They bring us to our table and they seat us at this You've heard of floor this? top, which honestly isn't that weird if you think about it. We're really only sitting there for like maybe two minutes before this girl walks up. So all the girls are just introducing each other. He'd scheduled this date at the same time with all three of us to meet at this place. He was trying to speed up his process of finding the perfect three-way. I don't buy it. He wanted to have sex with multiple women at one time. So he just matched with these people and told them to come on the first date at the same time without telling yeah, And then tried to get them. It's like, hey, she's right oh, here. Mean. I love it. Players going to play. I that love is- it. Hey, shoot or shoot, man. Right. I, I, like, hey, since I, we're all here, you guys want to have a threesome? And, uh, you know, what's the chance? Maybe somebody, maybe they say yes. Maybe it works. And Snowcone, I know you're going straight to it's fake, which it obviously could be. But if you think about how many people meet on dating apps, someone's probably tried this. 
It I'm makes sure sense. They really tried it with two. Yeah, if you get the idea in someone's head, and if you're kind of like talking to them, like you know, hey, you know, are you into this kind of thing? And they're like, yeah, and then maybe, and then you just show up with somebody else. Probably a good idea. I bet you've done that before. Uh, not exactly like that, well, but close, I have right? I have met people all at one time, and we're like, let's leave. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, Oof, man, I need to make better decisions in life. But yeah. uh, well, you know, like those nights are usually that. those nights are also associated with. Uh, you know, you go to the, you, you got to spend three hundred bucks on a hotel at the last minute. You didn't have the three hundred yeah, bucks, you know, stuff but like you that. Don't, you don't. Yeah, that three hundred bucks would have got. I don't regret. Right, you don't I, regret a I don't, second. I don't regret of those threesomes you had. No. I can't imagine. Like, don't, don't look at me like you did. No, I don't regret it. I don't. There's no way. I definitely don't. The Church of Laszlo. Laszlo. Uh, so I had to go to a wedding this weekend, mm-hmm. and you know they do that thing at, at weddings where they say like, give some advice. Sometimes mm-hmm. they put it in a I've book. I've never heard that. So, oh, you haven't seen that. I've seen it where they have like a book when you come in and it says, you know, please write some advice for the newlyweds. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, at this one they handed out cards. Please I've put never out. Seen like advice. Though. Please fill out some advice. You know, what would you give a, a like, brief piece what's of advice the to the newlyweds? Most valuable lesson you've learned in your marriage. Exactly. Kind of thing. I've so, never seen that. Something like that. Or just give us a piece. Not of that advice. I don't think they exist, but I was always like, uh, you know, like the book is almost like a funeral book. They had t- like you know, hey, leave a note to the people, but I've never heard like give advice. Yeah. So I've I've done it. I've actually left the advice, I think, twice. I didn't do it this week, and I said, look, someone else do it. I'm not in a position to be giving advice. But the advice that I always uh, wrote down on those things, or I guess both times wrote down on those things, was uh, put gas in her car and make sure you get the oil changed. Don't have her do that stuff. So then I see this guy on TikTok this weekend that people are sharing. His name's uh, My Daddy 63 or something. My Daddy? Yeah, I think that's his name. My Daddy. On his TikTok name. Or maybe it's MT Daddy. Anyway... He was giving advice about this is what you do. This is how you treat women. He says, I've got five tips for how you should treat women. And I was like, oh, listen to this. I don't care how low the gas get. She will not be pumping no gas. Not today. Two. Take that whip to the car wash. It take all the five minutes now with these new machines they got. And you get the vacuum clean for free. Three. Don't care how modern that car is. Get up under that hood. Check them fluids. If that car need to go to the shop, don't let your lady take her car to the shop. Man loves to see a woman coming when they're bringing their car to the shop. And if you ain't got no man, let your brother take it. Four, try to open the door for that lady and let her get in the car. Number five, a woman should not go a day without knowing that you love her. If you ain't got no one to love you, love yourself. Just go buy a card. But be careful. When you give a woman a card, oh, they turn it over to the back and they're going to see how much you paid for that card. So quit being cheap. And then just leave it in the car with a little teddy bear or something. She should always know you love her. Those are the five tips. You Number did one, all that stuff in your marriage. Put, it didn't work. Put gas in her car. You're big into that. Wash your car. Get the oil changed. Open the door for her. So the first four tips are all about basically take care of her car. She shouldn't sure. have to do that. She should be ready to go. And then number five is buy her cards. Tell her that you love her. Yeah. Uh, you know, she needs to know that. You should tell her every day. So what's your piece of advice that you have? I, if they, I, I if don't they have force any. you to put one down. I don't have any. There's got to be something. I always try and protest like, hey, I'm not really in a position here. No. Like, just write something I mean, down. Nine, you can learn from, we can learn from your mistakes. Right. But they'll also say, say things you shouldn't do. Mm. Things to watch out for. I'm like, man, I just... As soon as you write that down, I feel like you, you've said to everyone, you should, I have advice that's worth listening to, which I don't actually feel that way. But they're asking you to fill this thing out, and they're watching you, and it's like, I don't, I don't want them to think that I actually think yeah, I, I know how to know. help their relationship. You know, But that one piece of advice that I always want was just take care of a car, put gas in the car. Yeah, the you did change. that all the time. I still do it. Yeah, I do it all the time. But I don't think Brooke ever changes the world. I never did that. Uh, but, you know, and I, I do get flowers. I don't do the card. I should do cards more. I, I think cards flowers. are cheesy. 
I, I kind of do too. Because I think you're using someone else's words. Well, you're supposed to, to write in how you feel. You're supposed right, to write but in I mean, a if lot. you just did a blank card, that's one thing. Yeah. But those cards, I don't know why. I know Hallmark's here, so I don't want to badmouth it. But it's always like someone else thought of this, and I agree with it, so I'll give it to you. I get what you're saying. That but same, usually, seems kind of weird. I always just, if I give something like to my kids or whatever, I just get that blank card and then write something in it. I feel like the love cards almost always have at least one full page and sometimes a page and a half for you to write because they want you to write in there. Right. Just giving them a card and then signing it, read, that's not enough. Yeah, like and I don't said, like the other words. You've got to, you've Makes got, me feel uncomfortable. You've got to write something in there. That's what the card is all about. But it is difficult because it's like, yeah, what do I write in this thing? I've done this before, right? I know I've written you these before. But the flowers thing, I didn't learn the flowers thing until I just overheard girls talking about well, he, we were together this many years. He never bought me flowers. Mm. I was like, is that, so that's still a thing? So I just started doing it once a week. You still do it? Mm-hmm. And we put them on the, on the coffee table. I get them once a week. I actually mm. kind of like it. It's kind of nice to have them in the house. But it's also... It's odd that you say that because I'll buy them for myself now, but I've never brought them home when I was married. Right. I like, I like to, to have them in a vase on the... You know it what looks I mean? good. Like, oh, I can do it. Yeah. yeah, it looks good. So, I mean, I if you no were going to do it anyways, it's nice to give them to her. Well, that's the thing, though. When I first got her flowers or when I would just get them rarely... It was a nice big surprise. Oh my gosh! You right, but now it's like this you, is just you tell to your do. family, right? But now it's like you expect it, and so right. I, I. Well, I think I should keep doing it. I do think it's important to try and think of other things to surprise them. What's your relationship advice, Snowcon? Keep your headphones down. Yeah, yeah. Keep your headphone volume kind of keep your volume keep down. It, keep it down, and just mm-hmm. turn off iCloud. Just turn off yeah. all that stuff, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't film sex on an iPad. I think that's yeah. actually good advice that you could write down in a yeah, card. Yeah, could be. Keep turn your- off your cloud. Make sure that your iPad isn't uh, synced with iMessages. Yeah, keep your AirPods down. Yeah. Yeah, and then just keep your you headphones know, just take down. them out when you're together. Yeah. Yeah, maybe talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. Give that a shot. Good idea. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Are we done here? We are done here. Is it Monday? It's Monday. Monday. So send it to the archives, Snowcone. Uh, what are you doing tonight? Um, coaching football, that's it. Oh, nice. Coaching football. Oh, and your mom's in town? My mom is in town. Is she going to come watch you coach football? No. Oh, does she want to go see a movie with me? Well, text her. Okay, I'll text her. I, mean, I still haven't I seen what, what Oppen- see? Oppenheimer. Oh. Yeah. She, I mean, we talked about it forever, but then she just never came down here while it was playing. I'm sure it's still playing somewhere, right? Well, I'm sure you guys could rent it, go to your house. Well, the, we had a whole plan. We had a whole plan with the movie theater. Oh, a little popcorn trick? Well, sort of, except what she does, uh, she came up with this idea where okay. she wears like a skirt or whatever, and then we go into the theater, and she always brings a blanket with her, and a, mm-hmm. a little you know, blanket in her purse, and she throws it over our laps. Okay. And then she just puts her legs up in my lap, and then, you know. You masturbate to them? She does it for me. Oh, nice. Yeah. So a three-hour movie, that's um, a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, does it take you three hours? No, but she can. More than once, yeah, huh? Good absolutely. for you, man. Snowcone, I'm telling you. I've been telling Snowcone to text her. You just, well, she doesn't like older men. <laughs> uh, burn of the day. Oh, man. Good show, Dan Lanning. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.